What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Living with Will. I'm so grateful and excited for this episode, so I don't want to waste any time. Ryan, aka I'm Complex, is one of the most incredible artists I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. I don't say that lightly. The dude is insightful, incredibly artistic, to the point of creative genius in my eyes. And I just overall am a fan of this man as a human being. He just, he's insightful, he's eloquent, he speaks from his heart and he speaks on issues that matter to me deeply. So I'm very grateful for this opportunity to share this moment with you all. Success and happiness to everyone who hears this. If you like the podcast, as always, please like, comment and subscribe. Tell me how you think, tell me how you feel. And regardless of all that, much love to all of you and welcome back to another week of Living With Will. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for coming on and doing the show, man. It's, it really means the world to me. So let me start off with that. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Fuck yeah. All right. So yeah. I, I like to start these the same way. You know, it's a, it's an art-based mm -hmm. podcast. Where I like to, you know, interview uh, innovators and leaders, but artists are, really, you know, where my heart and my joy is. So I like to start it the same way, man. What, what kind of got you into art and what kind of got you started on this journey that you're in now? Um... You know, as 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 for my uh, the IP uh, that I'm building, it's been ten years, bro. It's been ten years since since the first time I started uh, this journey. I guess I used to work as a as a freelance uh, concept artist and also some uh, junior concept artist in some now defunct <laughs> video game studio. Um, but yeah, ever since then, I'm I moved back like in 2009. I moved back to Jakarta, Indonesia. And ever since then, I just became a freelance artist. And then um, in 2011, I started this journey of becoming, you know, like uh, of, of building my own IP in a sense, uh, which, which I called God Complex. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what got me started was mostly because of frustrations, I think. I think, I think, th I think that's how most artists operates, you know? Like there's a lot of things that they, they don't find um, uh, to satisfactory to their needs, right? Like, so that's why they, they create, mm -hmm. right? So, um, yeah, they create to kind of, kind of, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, um, how do you say, uh, to facilitate those frustrations, you know, right? Um, you, we have this pent up emotions that we just want to want to throw out there to the world. Um, so that, that's how, how, how I come up with this God complex um, uh, idea that, you know, like how, how I'm surrounded with, um, I know a lot of, I know a lot of uh, local one percenter in a way, mm -hmm. you know, and how I see them as, uh, you know, like, oh my God, this, these people are living like gods here, you know, and how they acted also like they acted like gods, like gods on earth, right? Like the people living in the in the high rise building in the in the tall tower, you know, looking down on the small people, you know, like these are the new gods pretty much, you know. And they 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 have the power, they have the money to control um, the livelihood of, of of the people in the <laughs> lower case, so and so, right? So mm. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, so yeah, I saw a lot of a lot of um, similarities between. Um, between you know like those old mythological stories that we know you know like the Zeus and you know like the Olympians with with how I see like family-owned corporations today it's similar you know so that that's how I got started to this like in this line of thinking and especially a lot of them actually using religion as as kind of like as a vehicle mm -hmm. you know to to uh, to convey their their good message or whatever so, I mean, like, and then a lot of them actually, you know, like pushing me to go into a certain religion or whatnot. So, I mean, like, like, damn, bro, especially living in, in where I am right now in Indonesia, religion is just such a big factor here, you know, mm. like, it's not, it's not like where you're at, where you're at, I think it's way more liberal than here, you know, Can you like you say one wrong thing. How, how is it, what do you mean by it being so religious? Like, is it very strict? Um, I mean, like. I mean, people, uh, people really base their values here based on what their religion is, mm. you know? If you don't have one, you're like, damn, bro, you're a heathen. Really? Like, like atheists, yeah. atheists are not looked well upon um, in Indonesia. Like, I'm not an atheist. I'm not an atheist. I, I do believe in the, in the sense of higher power. Um, but I, well, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm, 
what I don't like is indoctrination. Right, I hear that. That's my, you know, like I, I hate indoctrination. So because mm -hmm. I think in, in a lot of ways I've been indoctr indoctrinated since uh, since I was young. Mm -hmm. So I, I really hate those things where you kind of have to believe this because you live here, you know. In which I think I think a lot of us shares that value, you know. No, no. Um, I think I think millennials. Um, in general, and and the new what's the new the next generation? I forgot uh, after millennials, but Gen yeah, Z. I think we Gen Z, right? Yeah. I think I think we all have uh, are facing this issue whether where we have to kind of balance our individuality and with what society wants from us, you know. So yeah, I mean, like why I create is basically all of it came from those frustrations. It's just all the accumulation, but I, I also do like, um, I, I love anime, I love mecha, Fuck you know, yeah. and um, I, I, you know, like I grew up with, uh, with Japanese cartoons, Japanese anime, and um, some American uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and all that. So, I mean, like, it's just a way for me to infuse everything into a format that I know that I can control. I love you know? that. Dude, do you think yeah. that like your, your love for things like anime kind of informed this you know, um, this aversion to indoctrination because a lot of animes have very strong, you know, yes. protagonists, you know, that are yeah. very like, they're, they're, and they and they kind of fall in. I was talking about this the other day where I was like, characters like Goku, for example, or like Luffy from One Piece, they're very Jesus-like characters. You know what I mean? Like they, they have the qualities of higher than, like, you know, greater spiritual beings than us. But I kind of love that. It's not forced on you, you know? It's like, this is just a dude in, in these stories. It's not taught to you, like, you have to believe this or you're a bad person. It's like, this right. is a cartoon, you know? But right, uh, right. would you say that that kind of, as a child, might have influenced kind of this, this of version for you? Fuck yeah. Uh, definitely. Like, uh, those characters definitely have a, have a, a lot a lot to, you know, with what I'm doing right now. So, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. But I guess it's just how we see, um, I guess it's just how we convey, right? And how we want to, we want to convey the message uh, that is, um, that is important, right? Like for me, like, because at first though, at least at first when I started, it, it, it comes from a place of anger, you know, it comes from a place of anger and uh, uh, dissatisfaction with the system and all that. So, uh, I mean, that's why I created this. Uh, the, God, the gods are pretty much shitheads, right? I mean, their um, their uh, their their uh, uh, analogy for the one percent of the world, the shitheads of the world. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, um, I'm I wanna I wanna those are I mean they are uh, a very powerful uh, force that I cannot control. You know, mm -hmm. like this uh, the sense of you know like uh, billionaire power. Those are the things I cannot control. But by creating them into you know like a characters that I create. You cannot, I cannot get back that sense of control, you know, like these are like, I'm understanding you. I'm, I'm, I'm figuring you out. You know, what is your motivation? You know, why, why, why are you, um, why is, um, acting like this? Why, why, I mean, most of them are psychopaths too, you know? So yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, that, uh, yeah, that, that's how you, uh, the other day, I just uh, saw this article about, you know, like, are you familiar with Tech on Titan? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. One of the best, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's funny that when, do, do you, uh, did you watch or read the article about his interview? I haven't. No, but, no. Please, please inform me about it. No, yeah. He was, he was talking about how he wants uh, people to, uh, he actually wants to hurt his reader. Yeah. He, yeah, by by doing all those things in his in his uh in his series, like mm -hmm. the the craziest thing, the the crazy killings, the crazy eatings, whatever, like he deliberately wanting to hurt the the readers. That verbatim, that's what he said. You Wild. know, and he he succeeded in that. So yeah, I guess I guess it's coming back to each uh individual creators. You know, like how mm -hmm. how we infuse like those old uh, trappings that we know with old enemy and all that, and then like. Yeah, like just bringing it out, like in a, in a personal way, you know. How that's wild. 
No, dude, I love yeah. that. And I love how your sense of creating is a form of activism. You know, like you were saying, it comes from a place of frustration and anger, but it comes from a very relatable one. Like you're challenging authority in, uh, in its most vile sense, which is people with God complexes. You know, yep. that's because, I mean, damn, man, I think that's kind of the main, one of the main reasons that society isn't more move forward is because of people like that, yeah. like the hoarding of, of resources. Um, yeah. You know, establishing yeah. themselves as like demigods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, Go ahead. Like, okay, just just to give you like a little bit of a of a of a um, yeah, this is a little bit of a secret, but well, not really a secret. Actually, I think most people already uh, most people who are familiar with my content they kind of kind of guess like the similarities. But I mean, like characters characters like Zeus, right? Mm-hmm. Characters like Zeus, as, at least in my story, like he's a womanizing bastard. You know, he's he's he's, he's basically a lack. I mean, like he's a way more powerful and charismatic version of Trump. Right. If Trump is awesome, then he's Zeus. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because he was also well, kind of a predator. Zeus is a bit of a predator himself. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Definitely. So I mean, and then we saw like, you know, like um, like what's what's Trump's daughter name? Daughter's name? Ivanka. Ivanka, yeah. Ivanka, right? Like Ivanka, like, well, if you see the traits, she can be Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. Or maybe with a mix of Athena, you know, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with the with the with the character tropes. Of course, yeah, 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 no question, like, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, and then like, there's always like the useless one, you know, like uh, the, at least the one that is perceived as being useless, like Dionysus, you know, the one just drunk too much, like shooting up heroin, like up his arms, you know, like every day, you know, something like that, like, yeah, uh, and then like there's the golden son, right? Oh, he's the he's the promised child in the family, right? Like, he's Apollo, right? Like, and then there's the one who hustles, right? Like, who hustles, but never got the recognition that he deserved. You know, that Hermes, you know, like, and you can, you can see this, these characters in, um, in, in a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, 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 the Fortune 500 companies, right? Especially the family owned one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm at a position where I actually got to know some of them. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, by, by, by seeing them, in a way that I, I say this in a clubhouse uh, channel the other day, actually by by observing them, it kind of it kind of makes my soul black. It kind of turns my soul black, actually, you know, mm. because because in the in the in the in the process of understanding them, it kind of like it kind of like their evil kind of seeps in. Right. You know, yeah. oh, like that's it's a like terrible that, feeling. It's like that saying, like you're judged by the company you keep. Like you're kind of bringing exactly. in that energy. So what do you, so how do you kind of navigate that space and, and kind of maintain that, that artistic spirit that you have? How do you navigate those spaces I gotta say, to yourself? I gotta say for, well, I've been building this IP for 10 years, right? And then mm-hmm. like for a long time, I like, I can, I can feel myself turning into a more bitter and a bitter person, you know, mm-hmm. by seeing their action and they got away with it, you know, like a lot of these people, like a lot of the psychopaths just do shit and they just got away with it, man. Like I used, I used to be someone who like, who like, who like totally believes in the in the in the karmic balance, you know. Like there's a, I still I still do believe that. But I mean like, in the ten years of my journey, you know, like it's it's getting harder and harder to to kind of hold on to that. In this in this karmic balance, you know, like you're a shithead, you'll you'll get what's coming. But ten years is still is still such a short time, you know. But in that ten years, I don't know. I'm I'm just turning, you know, like. I, I kind of I kind of feel like disintegrate in a, in a, in, mm-hmm. in a bit, you know, mm-hmm. like um, uh, so yeah. I mean, like uh, that that's how I I've been operating. Like I turn, you know, like I kind of I kind of become certain way, you know. I become darker. I think in a, in a, in a sense, but then like honestly though, like the pandemic hits, and then uh, where I'm at right now, um, I think I'm. I'm seeing a turning point right now. Uh, I think a lot of it also has to do with Clubhouse. Agreed. You know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So speak on that a little bit, man. How is the experience between building this IP, transitioning and getting into this NFT space and Clubhouse kind of, you know, moved you forward? How has that experience shaped you and, and what's it been like? I think also in the, in the like, I, I can speak to that in the sense of the, uh, in the frame of mindset that I'm entering like Clubhouse and, and this year, actually, like how I entered this year with, right? Like, mm-hmm. 2020 has been a depressing year for everyone, uh, also for me, but it actually opened up a lot of doors for me. 
uh, this situation doesn't help. Like I was supposed to do some some conventions, some you know, like some shows here and there, but mm-hmm. it's all kaput, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it plays a lot of my psychology. Like I I went through depression for for months last year, like deep depression. I ne- I never felt that way. Like I never I never felt into that big gaping hole in my life before. It was nuts. Like I woke up with no sense of uh, self, like with no sense. I, I have a kid, by the way. I have a, I have three kids. I have a wife, and um, they used to be my my kind of push to do everything, right? Aside from my selfishness to create. But um, even even these people that I care so much aren't able to to give me the push for me to wake up. Mm. you know i just wow. wanted to disappear you know and it, it happened for a month maybe more you know i just i don't know what happened like it's part of my biology i don't know what happened but then like this year i mean i'm i'm like entering uh, 2021 i'm entering the year with like a, a more positive uh, mind frame you know like I know the pandemic's not gonna not gonna be over this year, but at least I know what what's what, and um, I can prepare. Uh, nothing can surprise me anymore. Oh yeah, because also uh, our family member, like uh, a lot of our a lot of my family member got got hit by COVID last year. Mm. So yeah. it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. It was a uh, it was tough three months. So it, it just it just like snowball from there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this year I'm I'm entering the space with the with a good frame of mind at least. You know, I just want to be neutral. You know, I want to I see possibilities. I want to see I want to see uh, opportunities, right? So yeah, uh, and then like and then I started posting again. I started uh, creating again, right? And then like and then like, hey, conversations start happening. You know, and then like things things are happening. Like there's a lot of there's a one one big really big project that I cannot I cannot uh mention right uh, yeah but there's one really exciting one that i hope i can announce uh in within the uh and well hopefully mid-year um yeah hopefully i can announce by then but that that one really excites me and um yeah and then somehow because of those excitement like okay then i i think i'm I'm ready to be part of society again in a way, you know, like, so that's why like, but still I cannot go out. Right. Right. So I, I joined clubhouse. Uh, I joined clubhouse and just like, at first I didn't expect anything. I was just expect to be like, okay, it's just another, another social media where I can just like listen to people, I guess, because I don't honestly like doing this, bro. It's unnatural for me. Hmm. You know, like having a one-on-one I'm, I'm, at this I'm point. Very... One-on-one is, is much better. Uh, mm-hmm. it's much easier, but I mean, like in terms of like, um, interviews or podcasts, you know, stuff like that. Totally. Um, I gotta say you're, you're my first podcast. Interview. I'm so glad to hear that, man. That's why I try to make it more yeah. of a conversational, like premise than a real true, you know, interview series, because I don't want to make people uncomfortable. You know, I want it to feel like we're just two right, friends right. talking, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm comfortable with that because every, well, um, yeah, right before COVID hits, I was interviewed by uh, the what's his name? The guy from Norman Chen. Um, wait, take your time. I'll edit it out. Take your time while you think about it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, let me let me. Fuck, I can't. It's blacking <laughs> out right now. It's weird. Uh, I do love this though because. My favorite part about this is when I put the episode out, everyone else is going to think you're mad as well. You came away instantly and you're like, the only two people who know. Yeah, yeah, take your time, take your time. Hold on, hold on. These are my favorite parts of the interview, dude, I swear to God. (laughs) It's going awesome, man. This is an amazing interview. Thank you for being like so, you know, so honest and and vulnerable to what we do. I mean, like, otherwise, I, I... There's no reason why I'm here, you know. It's just it's just about being honest and and I've be, because I feel like I'm connecting with you, you know, like what you said in clubhouse and all that. I, I feel like I'm connecting with you. That's why I wanna like. And then you said like, oh yeah. Well, honestly, bro, I I don't know what your following is like. I don't know what your you know like. I don't even know your 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 podcast name, honestly. Like, bro, but I love I, that. 
Yeah, I'm here to because of the stuff you said on Clubhouse, and I I relate to it. You know, like I don't Appreciate care that. about whether this this got you know like um like a hundred views or one k one k views. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just well, I feel like I'm connecting with you now. So yeah, I mean like. I mean, like to get to know people, you know. So yeah, agree. There's That's no my awesome. favorite part. That's my favorite part. I'm glad we're on the same page. It's like this could get one view, it could get a trillion, but I just love yeah. the fact that me and you get to to have a conversation. We get to know each other, like, and get to create yeah. something together. It's like collaboration. Yeah, because Clubhouse can be can be really crowded sometimes, right? Like, I mean, like you you're when you talk, you feel like you're on a timer, right? So like, oh, I don't want I don't want to take too much space from other people who, who want to speak, you know, like I always yeah. have that, you know, so I always being mindful. I, I know some people are just being, you know, like, oh, they can take up so much space. Like, they don't care. But I don't know, like I always have this thing, you know, like, hey, um, other people need to speak. It's not just you, you know, so. You're a good person. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's uh... <laughs> I think you're the first person, you're the first interview I had from Clubhouse, man, you're the first person I got in touch with, because you seem like a genuine person. And, and then you got back, like, and you were down to talk about things and like you, and I could kind of, I got that impression from you, you know, you would say things, you chose your words wisely, but I feel like a lot of people, unfortunately want to be heard and not listen. And <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's an unfortunate reality, but I, agree. I love, I love about this format. It's like, you are going to get your chance to say what people need to hear on clubhouse. So hopefully they'll be able to come here and hear it now. Cause it's just wild, man. People are just jumping. The g- it's like, sometimes people say things in clubhouse. I'm like, you didn't need to open your mic to say that. Like, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Oh yeah. It's coming back to me. It's tested. Tested. Okay. You know, I don't know. Oh, hold on. Let me, oh. hold, on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we, before we get back to where we were tested, what were, what were we talking about again? Uh, no, it was uh, the interview I had right before COVID. Oh yeah. Okay. Tested. Tested. I don't know. I haven't heard of it. Uh, it was a there. There be. Um, well, he used to be the guy from MythBuster. Oh, okay. That's all right. There we go. Yeah. So now I know Myth what you're Buster, talking about. MythBuster. Myth MythBuster Myth, Myth is out, and then like he created his own thing. It's called Tested. It's on uh, Twitch, I think. Twitch, YouTube, uh, whatever. Mm. He's big. So I mean, like, yeah, I, I got interviewed there, uh, but then like. Bro, like, and it was during convention too. Like, oh, bro, I was so nervous. I was so nervous, you know. Like, I, I can't speak like this because it's it's not part of my not part of my uh, natural self. In a way, like, I right. think I'm I'm coming out of my shell right now, you know, yeah. like doing this. So yeah, and to, coming back to to my experience with Clubhouse, um, and to come back, you know, like, uh, how I got up how I got out from that dark moments in my life, it, it's kind of kind of like, yeah, when, when I entered Clubhouse, I entered into this more positive mind frame, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not in that place, you know, at least I decided not to be on that place anymore, right? So, I mean, like, I just, I just decided to open up my mind and especially at that moment, I'm, I'm actually hella interested in NFTs. I've been hearing a lot about NFTs this, uh, the past year. And then like, especially like during December, but, yeah, I mean, my, my, my best friend been pushing me to it like a long time ago. But yeah, I mean, like I, I started listening back in December and then I started researching on it and really got interested. And then like I saw an NFT, NFT room in Clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I opened up my mind and then like I started hearing these people talk and I was just blown away. I was just blown away by, I, I, you know, like, man, I feel like I thought I was alone, you know? Like this just opens up a lot of, you know, like um, it kind of disprove a lot of the bad um, uh, thoughts that I have, you know, regarding people, you know, because I think, I think living in a world where you just keep hearing, you know, bad news and, and uh, political shit, you know, it just kind of plays, uh, plays a certain way to your brain, right? Like, but I mean, like hearing this real, real stories of what people are going through, it's gonna, yeah, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I, I, I can fight this, you know? I love that. And then Dude, so, and, yes. when, when, and when I adopted that mindset, it be, it, things got better. Opportunities start opening up, you know? 
So I mean, like, hopefully, hopefully it's not just a phase. Um, hopefully it's not uh, because uh, yeah, I, I got some promising projects in the work. But yeah, I mean, like, at least what I want to keep is this uh, this emotional level, this mental, yeah, whatever. Because I feel like also Clubhouse is kind of like I want to say like this integration of ego, right? I jump in this room uh, where they talk about NFT and the and the and how art can heal the world, right? Mm -hmm. And then like and then like inside there's some 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 people from healing communities, some people who was new in NFT, you know. And I started speaking there, you know, um, where where oh yeah, the question is like how can art fix the earth or the world, right? So I mean like. Um, and I think it's the art itself, but if you want to fix the world, I think fix the people. And I feel like that's that's what what I'm going through. I, I feel like just by being here, just by talking about it, I'm being fixed. You know, like my ego disintegrates. You know, I feel like I'm one with with other people and similarities, you know, like started happening. I started seeing seeing numbers, you know, like some people say like, uh, by the way, yeah, I, I kind of believe in numerology uh, because I believe that everything can be measured. Uh, with it's it's only whether we have the technology or the understanding to do it, right? Um, everything can be measured. It's just whether it's our willingness to look or not. So I started seeing these coincidences with numbers, with with people uh, people who are talking, you know, with with you know. I just started seeing all these things, and then and then like I feel like I'm being, you know, you know that that sense of um, uh, disintegration when, when, like, especially when, when you're, it's gonna feel like being on DMT. If you've been on it, yes. <laughs> that is, I love the transition that you just went through, but I love that. Yeah, please continue. <laughs> please continue. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like that. That's how I feel, though. I feel like, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I could. I could. I could have felt like this without substance, in a way. You know, like that. Uh, you know, like that felt of, you know, like just swimming among people, you know, and, and you're not, you're not judged. I don't know. You're just kind of swimming in stories, you know, and yeah. just accumulating and, and observing and just soaking in life, you know? So I don't know that that's, I guess that that's how I, I felt about it. I think that's why I'm kind of addicted to it, even though I still need to do <laughs> to do some, you know, like real life, you know, like a balance, but mm -hmm. it definitely gives me a lot of push, you know? So I think it has the same effect on the both of us, dude. I, I think that's why we got along so quickly as well, because I had the exact same effect, man. Like, cause you know, the pandemic's been weighing on me. I'm a social person. I want to interact with people. And then all of a sudden I'm stuck inside 24 seven. I can't go out. I have very limited access to very limited people. And then this platform comes out and it's, talking about art and it's about community and I'm meeting people from all over the world. I met someone from Jakarta. I've never, you know what I mean? Like that's amazing. You know, that's fucking incredible. And then on top of which it's like a digital art Renaissance. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think clubhouse is just, it's definitely just going to sped up the whole process of singularity. We're just going into it. I love that, man. I'm so grateful for you to bring that up. Um, when did you kind of, start the journey of like, you know, navigating singularity versus duality? Um, honestly, singularity has always been the theme of uh, what I've been working on, um, you know, for, for a long time. I guess for me to, for me to really uh, explain, uh, I will kind of betray the story that I'm building right now. So I don't, awesome. I don't really jump into it yet. I That's think, amazing. I think, you you'll see it definitely. I think I think you um you you'll get to uh you'll get to watch it. Love that. Hopefully within within this year or next year. So yeah, I don't I don't want to I want to talk about those yet Let's because go. it has so, We'll pivot. We'll yeah. pivot then. I'll ask you another question instead. So God right. complex. God complex. Right. If you go and follow him on Instagram, you'll see what we're talking about right now. You have these like incredible like cyborg mecha like superhero characters that are like coming out of adidas boxes and like it's just it's awesome it's incredible and what kind of where did you go from god complex as like these villains uh -huh. to god complex like this superhero character that you've made and and what yeah like how did, how did that uh, work they're, they're, neither. they're neither they're neither a superhero hmm. nor uh um a villain you know because in a lot of ways they are us 
right? So I mean, I mean, we're just acting gods in a lot of ways, right? You know, um, okay, I'll say this. Um, uh, I think the basic philosophy of God complex is this: um, know the gods of the past, be the gods of the present, and create the gods of the future. And it's 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 the three lines. It's the three connecting lines, right? It's the three notes that are always kind of like the three notes that that always kind of um, they're separate but not really, you know. Like so, there, there's um, you know, past, present, future, right? Of course. There's one. It's one thing at the same time, but there's also separated at the same time. So there's mm. uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, 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 I, I, I can't, I can't. I can't remember the word right now. What's what is the, it? What's the definition of it? Like, what is it? What does the word mean? I don't want to say oxymoron, but oh, um, contradictory. Contradictory. Right. Get you back. I got you back. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, and then and and then that's why as uh, I think I mentioned yesterday in Clubhouse, you know, like why I always uh, work in threes, in the multiplication of threes or multiplication of eleven, you know, because these two numbers play such a big role in my life. My favorite numbers. Awesome. Let's fucking yeah. go. But tell me, the, how, so how, what is the importance to them for you? Well, number three is because uh, it's because of that. That sense of everything goes into a cycle, past, present, future, but then everything comes back. But, but the movement is in, is, in, is in a fractal, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't go to the same place, the same node, but it always expands, right? But it's always the triangle shape, you know? Um, that's that's the at least that's how we visualize uh, visualize the the God um, journey, you know, in a way that, you know, like why the gods exist in this world right now is be like at least in the story that I'm creating, is because in a way they kind of you know like they're like we're a third dimensional being going into the fourth, right? Mm. Um, right now that's our journey as as humans, right? We're going to the fourth. Uh, we're going to singularity. Which is the fourth dimension. So once we go to the fourth dimension, then what? Because there's always a cycle, right? There's a need for us to go to the fifth, right? And in the process of going to the fifth, we need to go back. Uh, like this fourth dimensional being needs to to go back to the third dimension to master it. Mm. You know, just like kind of just kind of like how like we as a third dimensional being, we need to master our shadow, which is uh, 2D, right? We mastered the 2D. We, we mastered the two dimension, which is our shadow. In a lot of ways, that's that's really true, right? Like for us to understand singularity, for us to go there, to 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 be enlightened, we do need to embrace our shadow, our darker dar darker self, which is two dimension. You get what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love so it. that's what. So I, in 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 the concept that I've been building, it's those these gods. Are are kind of like a fourth dimensional being that that goes back, and in the in the in the process of understanding human, they they kind of devolve, you know, because in the fourth dimension ego plays no role, right? Where mm -hmm. where feelings, data, emotions all happening at the same time, ego has no role, right? But then in the in the in the journey of understanding the the third dimension, they need to go back in a way they need to gain back their ego. Which that's why, like, they have all these crazy helmets because that that crazy helmets giving is is the the is the stuff that giving them individ individualities. Mm. You know, you get what I'm saying. So that's the concept. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. So I didn't realize yeah. there was so much philosophy and spirituality and and just like dissecting society that you put into these beings <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah i I, I, I i i've been living this life for 10 years so yeah i better have a lot of thought about it <laughs> otherwise it's just becoming like empty drawings you know it might be cool and whatnot but it's it, it, it's gonna be meaningless you know i love so that, i mean though, dude it's awesome yeah so that's what uh that's one concept and oh yeah that that's that's for number three, right? Why number mm -hmm. three is so important to me. Right. And I mentioned uh, also number 11. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I found out um, quite, well, not recently, but it's more like uh, within the past years that my life path number is 11, right? And if, you, if you're familiar with my logo and my graphic uh, applications, like I use a lot of bars, 
right? Like, if you if you notice, like I use eleven like kind of kind of like bars. Mm. There's eleven of them, and mm. I'm actually kind of um, uh, inspired by Shibuya Crossing. Mm. I don't know if you've ever been there, Mm-mm. but I I'm, I think I know what you're talking about. Shibuya Crossing. Yeah. The 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 crossing in Tokyo where there are like millions of people crossing it every day. Yes. Right? Okay. So I, I know. What you, yeah. Embody. I know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like I kind of want to embody that and becoming like a bridge, you know, like me myself. I think that's that's my life path journey to become a bridge, you know, from the this this physical self that 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 we have today to the next uh, to the next step. You know, I kind of I kind of want to embody that that um, uh, that mindset. So uh, why eleven? Because I think eleven is also the the most balanced number. You know uh, why? Well, that's the one and the one, and also you can if you divide it by like five, one and five. One being the self, the center, you know, is the center, and then you you're like you you're balancing at five and five, so it become eleven. So that's I think that's my philosophy. I I need to be balanced. I can't be for or against one thing or another. I need to be in the in the exact center. I need to be, I need I need to act as a foundation. You know, like things like that. No, I love that. And that's kind of the role yeah. that you play a little bit in this space. I, I was listening to people talk in Clubhouse today about how there are projects that you're helping them on. Um, what, so, when, so you learned about NFTs and you've been doing this research. I want to take it a step back. What kind of got you into like the creation of the NFTs and what was that process like from going like the, the, the route that you've been going for the past 10 years to the direction that you're going now? Did you just start minting or how did that, how did that process start and where has it gone? Honestly, again, uh, with Clubhouse, there's a lot of a lot of um, happenstances. Mm-hmm. Um, NFT, like in a well, crypto, blockchain, and NFT in general, but at the philosophical standpoint, fits to the to the world that I'm building. You know, so for me, me going to NFT is just a natural progression. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, if I don't jump into it, it, it it's kind of weird. You know, right. because <laughs> because it feels like. Wait, you're talking about this uh, this philosophy, this this mind frame, but there's this technology that you're not using, right? So it, that there, like, it will be kind of weird if I don't jump into it. So at least I come in from that that standpoint. Um, so as as I was searching about NFT and all that, um, well, in in where at yeah, where I'm at right now in Jakarta, there's not a lot of people who who's in the space yet. Hmm. I can say. At this moment, I can say I'm one of the first, actually. You know, so I was listening to one of the, you know, like the the contemporary art channel, and then I started hearing him talk about NFT, right? And then like, oh shit, this is this is the guy I need to I need to hook up with, right? Mm-hmm. Like I need to I need I need to get to know this guy, you know, uh, because yeah, I'm interested in NFT and all that. And then as I was uh, as he was finished talking. And then I DM him, right? I DM, hey bro, I heard you speak on Clubhouse. Um, yeah, I'm I'm also into NFT. Like I, this happened about a month ago, actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, I would I would love to ask you about things about NFT, blah blah. blah. And then the moment he got my DM, he screamed, bro. He was like, he was like, God complex is perfect for NFTs. Like this guy knows, like <laughs> this guy already knows what 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 uh, he's been familiar. In fact, like he he actually owns some of my earlier stuff. So it's just like, oh shit, it's it's kind of weird, you know? Like yeah, I'm I'm coming in as a stranger, and then we're coming out buddies, you know? Because we're already so familiar with one another, you know? I like, love that. Like that. So there's a lot of things like that, and then and then right now we're working on a project together and all that. But you know, you see how rapid like relationships. And projects are built in the space. Of course, you still have to mine it. You know, like a lot of people just keep DMing me, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to collab?" Blah blah. blah. Some of them are, are really interesting, uh, which I'm down to to collab with. But mm. honestly, like a lot of them are not. You know, I think. <laughs> but at least, uh, at least, uh, I think I'm I'm willing to help in a way that I can. But uh, yeah, I mean, like time is. Uh, I don't want to say time is money. Uh, I mean, like it is, but it's more like time is valuable, right? Time is valuable. So I can't. I can't just divide myself into me, like 10 pieces, like million pieces, like to help everyone. 
So, I mean, like, I get, I still gotta pick and choose, but yeah, definitely, like, Clubhouse really disintegrates that limitation of time. You know, know, everything just moves so quick. Information just moves like that. So it's nuts. You know, like um, the relationship that that you know, like usually take years or weeks or months to build. It's built in six hours now. You know, How over conversations like this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, I guess, I guess that that's that's. I don't like that answers the question about. It totally why does. I, it yeah, totally so. answers it. It yeah. does. And it's. <laughs> I love it too because I try to import impart exactly what you're saying right now. I try to say it to people in my own words, but you just you articulate it in such an eloquent way which is exactly why I wanted to introduce you to the audience because I just want more people to get into the space. I feel like there are a lot of artists from different mediums and a lot of, you know, just human beings that are experiencing what me and you have, which is like this isolation and this, you know, like a piece of us is missing right now, which is other people and like community and art and, you know, inspiration and technology you know like innovation we're missing those things right now and and clubhouse is providing that and nfts are providing that and it's really exciting so i wanted to get someone on who i felt like one could articulate it and two could back it up with some crazy art and you definitely fit that category perfectly thanks bro ways. i think the running theme here is probably uh, not not sorry i'm sorry not providence more like uh, sovereignty right mm-hmm. i think that's the that's the running theme here because mm-hmm. i think a lot of us are feeling have been feeling disempowered for a long time you know, with the system and whatnot. Um, you know, um, I would say this, like people keep asking me to join associations, especially here in Indonesia. Associations are important because if you don't join associations, you cannot get grants from the government, right? And if you know how corrupt our our government is, Indonesia is super corrupt, bro, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like I know everywhere is corrupt. Like any government is corrupt, but there's no subtlety in how corrupt Indonesia government is. Mm. You know, they're just being corrupt in the open. Right. So it's been, it's been around like we as a people just feeling, just keep feeling disempowered. You know, we're just feeling helpless. We just keep, we, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my faith in humanity in a lot of ways. Right. So because there's nothing I can do. There's yeah. nothing I can do to, to break the system, you know, to get out of it. That's why I don't, I never want to join an associations because that's essentially what the association does. So associations or any communities always have a, a single person on top, right? And they always carry with them, with themselves an agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always have an agenda and usually they are not for the community. They are personal agenda, 100%. right? So whoever's at the top, like if I join an association or whatnot, I'll be a cock in their wheel. Mm-hmm. right i'll just be a part of the machine so i always refuse to to be a part of any associations um in, in a lot of ways because of that because associations have to kind of suck up to the government you know like they have to do certain things for the government and then the government will will game the you know like the grants you know they will they will take a big portion of the money to themselves by the project that associations are providing and then like the, the associations will get some money and then but then the money will, won't get to the actual people Mm-hmm. right it will just right. go to the people on top so i mean like uh, yeah i that's why i never want to join any of this and then like that's also part why i'm feeling hella isolated you know because most mm-hmm. people here they needed the money they need to be a part of the associations which i don't want to be a part of so what nft does is bringing back that sovereignty you know finally we as individuals we have power we have power to make um, to make it or break it, whether it's a failure or success is within our own hands. It's whether whether we can make it or not. You know, it's no longer because of banks. Banks doesn't want to. Banks doesn't want to give you loans or, or you know, like association doesn't doesn't want you to be a part of it. It's the whole gatekeeping process is gone mm-hmm. with NFTs. You know, so yeah, I guess sovereignty, man. That's we get the power back. That is what's okay. powerful about the technology. Agreed. I totally agree, yeah. man. And I'm going I'm to I'm turn it into a different direction. So with that sovereignty, man, I ask questions that are very similar to a lot of people, but I feel like you're going to have some amazing answers for people. If you could give some advice to an aspiring artist starting out 
they don't even have to be an NFT artist, but just as an artist starting out, what would your words of wisdom be to them, like beginning their career? Bro, it took me 10 years until I can see the light in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like there's always some little promises here and there. There's some little success, but I don't want to say, I don't want to uh, step on those little success. Those little successes, those little achievements are what's building up to where I'm at right now. Right. You know, so don't knock, you know, like, oh yeah. Like I used to be a part of this gallery, so-and-so, but then like, I, I, I haven't been getting work and all that, right? Like, um, please think of it as, a, as one, of, one, of, one more step for you to, to go through, you know? Uh, because it, it took a long time for me until I get to this mind frame. A long right. time, 10 years, bro. Yeah. Um, so I guess my, my advice for starting artists is just, I think as tacky as it might sound, is just get on it, man. Like, <laughs> there's no other way. Yeah. Seriously, you just got to explore the space. You just got to know who you're connecting with because essentially this are what our job as an artist, right? Is to connect. Is to connect with people. If you if you're unable to connect, at least at first connect with yourself. Wow. You know? Yeah. Like like internalize what you want to do not just because FOMO or not just because you know like oh yeah, I want to I want to be seen as cool. That's why I created this. No. Mm-hmm. You need to internalize it first. Why do you need to create you know, because if you, once you internalize those, it will give you the push, you know, it will give you the push no matter what happens, because, you know, like the wind, it's like, it's like you're going into a, a wild sea, man. It's, it's no joke. You know, you, you need to have some sort of, um, a, like, I don't want to say guiding light. It's more like a, a pole to hang on to, you know, or, or at least, you know, like a navigation tool you know, for you to, yeah, navigate this open seas, right? Otherwise, you'll just keep getting thrown here and there without any directions, you know? I guess, I, guess, I don't know if, 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 that, if that's uh, an advice, but yeah. Amazing I guess, advice. Phenomenal yeah. advice. <laughs> it's like the best advice I've ever heard. I, I needed to hear that. Um, right. <laughs> dude, that was fucking amazing. And then my part two for that question would be, it's similar, but it could be, you know, interpreted differently. What would some words of wisdom be just for a human, just a human being trying to make it on the earth? Hmm. Well, I want to say don't be shitty, but I guess that's kind of. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's part one. That's a great. <laughs> no, I that's mean, great advice, though. honestly, bro, it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah, you know, like don't be shitty, but I guess, uh, again, this this is gonna sound corny, but really, like, internalize everything. Like, mm-hmm. get to know yourself and your purpose. I I think that is that is the number one thing that you can do as a human first, because I I believe in I uh well I don't know if I'm gonna get flags for this, but. In some ways, I do believe in what Ayn Rand is saying with with her objectivism. I don't know if you if you if you're familiar with her work, The Fountainhead, Atlas Shrugged. If you no. if you read those books or I will, I will. I'll check them out though after this. Interview yeah, please please check out objectivism. It's okay. pretty much it's pretty much uh, the I. Well, okay, this is how how I can explain it maybe. Uh, but I think you have to read it to to get uh, to know the to the bottom of it. But in essence, it's like you have to be selfish first, you know. You have to make it yourself first before you can help other people, you know. You have to you have to be content yourself before you can help other people. It's kind of like some people have different some people have different um, purpose in their life. They need to help other people first, mm-hmm. so they can they can, they themselves can feel better, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not how I operate. I need I need I need to be content with myself. Okay. with what i'm doing and in that way i can i have i have i have the yeah i have the the commodity to help people with you know it's not just empty saying i want to help you but i do have the tools i do have the uh i do have the means to help other people so i, I think that's kind of like that it's um yeah it's great advice so, man 
take yeah. care of yourself. I mean, there, it's like the age old adage. You have to love yourself before you can love other yep. people. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know? And again, it's easier said than done because for a long time, I think most of us artists are dealing with, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, imposter syndrome. Mm. You know, yes. I think we became an artist in, in, in itself is because we brought up certain weight, right? Like there's some psychology part within our childhood that, that pushed us to this point. So, uh, and a lot of ways that that's selfish also. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess we, yeah, we just, we just need to internalize those. I, I'm kind of losing my train of thought right now, but you're yeah. good. You, you've, You've been keeping your train of thought so perfectly, man. It's it's not uh, it's not inexcusable <laughs> to lose it occasionally, man. But I really love the points you were making, and I fuck with them, and I and I relate to them, you know, like with the imposter syndrome, and also like a degree of selfishness. Sometimes I toe the line. I'm like, I know that there is a degree that I need to focus on myself, but then in other ways, I'm like, okay, what I have to do, I have to still maintain that I'm a good person. Like I have to help other people and. It's just the constant, that's growing. You know what I mean? Like you have to, it's a constant struggle to finding that correct line. And I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm always having that conversation so that I don't end up one of those people with a God complex, you know, that is the yeah, one. You don't want to be one of those people, man. Never, never. And I feel like, you know, I don't think that they, not all of them started that way. I, I had a conversation with someone one time where I was like, morals are a slow deterioration. You know, you don't start off an asshole. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you started off an amazing, genuine, innocent baby. And just <laughs> through years of, you know, conditioning and, and acceptance, you allowed yourself to lose your soul. So I'm never going to let that, or I'm going to try forever to never let that happen to me. And I love seeing that you won't let that happen to you. And I also want to say, man, I'm so glad that you're, you know, coming out of that dark space and, and you're starting to see and feel the light again. That's like the most important thing that I came away with this interview from is that you're fucking, you're finding that, that journey to be enjoyable again. And that's, I'm just so grateful for that, man. Cause you know, my heart goes out to everyone who felt what you felt, man. When you, when you have that feeling of not knowing why you should be waking up, that's the worst place to be. And it's just, I'm so grateful that you got out of it. So I wanted to make sure I said Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. No question. That. Dude. Um, no yeah. question. And let me ask you this: final, final question um, from an amazing interview would be any projects that we should be looking out for. What can you What can you tell us about what you have coming up? Not that project specifically, but what are some projects that we can know, or just some things we should be looking out for? Okay, so I think this is the one that I can I can kind of uh, say. So. There's, yeah, there's one big project that I can announce yet. That is the one that, that, that's been, you know, like keeping me up awake, you know, being excited. Uh, but there's also another one, which is more NFT related. Um, yeah, well, I'm working with, with, uh, with a company called Meta Factory. They've been, uh, they've been doing uh, physical goods with digital goods. They've been infusing it with the chips and whatnot, you know. Mm -hmm. So they, we, in fact, we just had uh, our meeting uh last night uh, so and then we're gonna yeah um you know all uh, pretty much I'm, I'm gonna digitize um a lot of the physical goods that i've been making all the merch and all that like we're yeah. gonna turn them east you know and and i think i think it'll be an exciting journey and another thing is uh, oh those yeah those assets like those uh clothing design or whatnot will be will be an in-game asset in one of the uh, uh, crypto game, so I think it will be exciting. But honestly, I never play any 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 crypto based game, so mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't think I can speak to it yet. Uh, one thing that I'm really excited about, though, is bro. I do, do you like Pokemon cards? Come on, who doesn't? Whoever doesn't like Pokemon cards is like part sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I. Like I'm collecting. Okay, so right beside me. Okay, let me let me hold on. Let me. Right, like I've been collecting. Oh, let's go. This right, like like I have the book and everything. Right, like this are all the gym. This is Indonesian version, by the way, not the yeah, English like version. Like at this point, I think I can afford the English version. But anyway, I do love collecting cards. Right. And then finally with NFTs, uh, I got a chance to make my own, you know? 
So uh, I've been working with Meta Factory again um, to to build a dedicated site for a God Complex trading card, just like uh, just like kind of what NBA Top Shots did. Yes. You know, it will come with the booster packs. Uh, it has a collection. It has a uh, yeah, there was a randomized element to it. You know, which will be really exciting. Uh, and we will have our own al- album, so you can kind of see like. Oh, uh, there, there's a the collectible element on it, you know, like oh, you need to complete this set, you know, you're missing this piece, and all that, you know. So oh and then God. like if you if you if you get this uh, like maybe five of the same piece, you can evolve it to a hollow version, you know, things like that. So I've been I've been playing with that uh, with that with that idea for a while now for uh, God Complex trading card, and that's exciting for me, you know, like finally God Complex is is making a trading card, and I actually did a drop on Rarible, just as a trial, you know, like as a minting trial. I did the, I call it the zero set and I only make three design, you know, because essentially that's my trial set before yeah. I actually jump into into the actual uh, booster packages and whatnot, mm. you know? So I think that'll be, that'll be really exciting. Like, don't you wanna, don't you wanna collect guts? <laughs> just like how you collect like Pokemons? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Dude, I and I also I love how excited both of us are about it. Like I, I I could feel it in myself how pumped I am for this coming, and I could see in your face how excited you are too. And that's what I love about it as well. It's like it's bringing out the inner child in both of us. You know, like we're this, grown man. and we're we still have that the pure side of us, the purer side of us, definitely. We're like exactly. we're awakening that. You know, so yeah, just, we just right now that that's what's fun with the NFT space, bro. We're just playing around. Yeah, I feel. Like I feel like I'm a kid again. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Like I don't care if I if I have like ten years of experience in in art, blah blah blah, right? Like no, like every one of us is the same. We're a kid again in this playground. You know, like that, that, that's what. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's fun about it. My battery's dying. So, no, it's yeah. okay, dude. I completely agree. Yeah, man. It's so true, and that's the that's why I love that we're both taking part of it and I can't wait to see you grow in the space and I can't wait to see how it just adds on to what you're already doing, man. I'm excited for your future in it. I think it's going to be not only lucrative, but also just inspiring and creative and and innovative, dude. I'm just pumped for you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Yeah. I'm glad for this interview, actually. Again, this is my first podcast interview. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, it's amazing. It already happened. It turned out great. <laughs> okay, we're, we're we're on the finish line, dude. You fucking you you're getting a gold medal for this. That was fucking amazing. Oh really? Yes. Awesome. Such a good interview, awesome. dude. I awesome. went in thinking. I went in thinking it was gonna be predominantly focused on like the art itself, and I love that we had like a, comp- a conversation that was about spirituality and philosophy, and you know, it, it was amazing, man. I mean, it was. I couldn't have asked for a better interview. Because without those, without those talks, the, the art become empty, you know? Like, I mean, honestly, speaking from a person that's been, you know, like a lot of people knock off my style. Oh my God, I don't know, like you, you'll see, you'll see hundreds of similar uh, renditions of what I'm doing, or maybe thousands, you know, because I've been doing it for 10 years, but mm-hmm. of course I'll, ne- I, I'll never get credited for that. But I mean, as someone who's who's been, you know, like uh, copied so many times. It's like at at this point, though, I feel like I'm at, I'm at a I'm at a place of acceptance. It's like because I think they just do it. They're doing it just because they can, mm-hmm. not knowing why. Because I think in a lot of ways we have to know the why's first before, and the how is secondary. You know, it's always the why. You gotta ask the why. So, so what would you call your art form if you could put a name to it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I've been struggling with it myself. Like I just, I just create. I just, I just create what I want to see exists. You know, like I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I can. Like some people call it cyberpunk. Some people call it designer toys. I don't know. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to box it actually. Because essentially, with what I'm doing, I can, I can turn it into anything. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to be. Uh, um, I've been wanting to be a, a a fashion designer, but fashion world is not it's not it's not my jam, you know. Mm-hmm. But COVID hits. Hey, that's that's my that's my end. I started making masks. I started making you know like 
jacket, you know, like uh, pretty much an armor set based on based on my my the characters that I make into a real fashion fashion set. So so badass. Yeah, it's um. So I I don't I I don't really know how to. Yeah, if an put alien it if an alien came to Earth huh? and was like, "What am I looking at right now?" <laughs> what would you say to that? <laughs> Well, how? Well, yeah. It's a hard question. Don't don't feel like you need to rush into it. I I, I, I knew as I was asking it how tough it was going to be. That's a segue, by the way. Aliens, <laughs> fuck. Okay, I I I've never thought about. I remember when I was in DMT state. Like I think I met them and I talked to them, but honestly, I forgot what I talked to them about. <laughs> what was it? That, you- what was it about them that made you think they were aliens? Well, I don't want to say aliens, but definitely like I was communicating with something, right? Elaborate on the story. <laughs> what was that? Elaborate. You got to tell me more. Tell me, give me this. Well, play you, it out for me. No, because this story can only be understood with people who who have been there. Like mm. otherwise, I'll just mm. I'll just be talking crazy. You know? Okay. All right. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Feel like you. if I try elaborate and like people don't get it, they would just like this guy's nuts, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> That's how I know you're not crazy, dude, because you still have, you're like, this is, <laughs> you're like, well, we can't go down this road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you've never, but if you've been there, I think, I think just me saying that, like, oh, I met this, we met this things, it's automatic. You'll know. Yeah, man. I, I think you'll, you'll even know, like, that, um, did, did you watch, uh, did you watch, Incep- uh, not, not Inception, what's the, what's the Christopher, Christopher Nolan's other movie? Interstellar. Did you watch Interstellar? Dude, I have. I've, been, I've heard from so many people. I have to watch it. I haven't yet. You haven't watched it? Okay. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, have you seen a DMT, by the way? Yes. So I think. I think. So if you have, once you watch the movie, I think a lot of it will be familiar. That experience is the closest that I can say. I I believe I saw like a higher power or like an ancestor, but that is the closest I ever seen to a being that I cannot describe. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was interacting with. Hell yeah. It beautiful. The same thing, weirdly. Everyone is experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like where, yeah. where, when, you, when you're high on shroom, usually they just, they just kind of project whatever they internalize, right? Yeah. That's what happened when you're on shroom, right? Yeah. Like you can, you kind of taking your understanding to a, to a different level, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you, it's kind of like you're having extra sense or maybe it's not extra sense, but it's more like, all your five senses are being being heightened, yeah. right? We have five senses like the sight, uh, touch, uh, smell, whatever. Like all of those are being heightened, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, I think that's what happened with Shumi. Like it's it's in a way to like internalize yourself and kind of like expand. But for DMT though, it's different. It has it has the similar trappings, but it's different because everyone suddenly is meeting this being. Like everyone I talk to, everyone I talk to who, who has been in the state is meeting the same being, right? Uh, now we're talking crazy. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so because I, I cause no, I mean, like, for I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah. Don't know one day. Don't know one day. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Oh, man. Uh, this has been fucking incredible, dude. I'm going gonna, gonna to round it. Let me say that one more time. It's fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Dude. It doesn't and feel I, like it's we're just hanging out. Yeah, and that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Because at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I want this to be something that people can watch and learn and be inspired by, but I want to get to know you better. And it's just, a, it's a win-win for me. I get to talk yeah. to someone that I'm inspired by and I get to share that conversation with the public. It's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate you, man. And, I, and I'm looking for your project. And I'd love to talk to you after this, uh, this project of yours that you're excited about, the NDA project. I'm just, I, I would love to talk to you again after that. Uh, so it's gonna be big, man. Like I can't everyone, wait. it's it's gonna be big. Like, I can see uh, in your face how big it's gonna be. <laughs> I can see it, dude. That's what I love. That's why I can't wait for not, it. I know it's you. Yeah, not to promote, like not to like uh, us to do a shameless plug on 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 my thing, like right. That's but, what this is. We're supposed to be shamelessly uh, plugging uh, you. Yeah. It's about you. I, I, I think I just gotta embody that, right? The shameless yeah. plug. Yeah. Like, I gotta say, invite invest in my early stuff. In my trial runs, invest in it. Yeah, there will be good decisions for you to have because uh, it's it's when when the news hit, 
uh, what I'm working at, I think it's going to be big. So yeah, invest in my early stuff, like especially the trial runs, because those are the first NFT I ever minted. And if things uh, go my way, hopefully it does. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be big. So yeah, just a little bit of, a, of an end there. I love it. <laughs> and I'll say this, yeah. man, I'll say this. I'm, I'm incredibly proud that I get to say I'm the first podcast and I'll be able to say that when all these things are happening and you're taking off into the stratosphere, I'll be here like, yo, <laughs> I can listen to listen. Minted, bro, minted. <laughs> Dude, it's been such a pleasure. This has been another week of living with Will. Now you know the title so you can share it with your friends. Dude, you're a legend and I'm so grateful for you taking the time, man. This has been really fun and I hope to see you in Clubhouse uh, as soon as possible, man. And you know, success and blessings yeah. to you and your family. This has been fucking amazing. Same to you, man. Peace.